This guy is nuts. Is he really making daily recordings of his possible divorce and releasing it as a podcast? They both cheated on each other. She's making six figures and still doesn't contribute to any joint endeavors financially. Why is she still with him? Why is he still with her? I can't wait for the next episode. This helped me be a better wife. So this is how men think. I hate my husband less now. I understand my wife more now. These are some of the listener comments to the Divorce Diaries podcast. All over the map, I know. These anonymous accounts of events should resonate with anyone that has been married, is married, or is preparing for marriage and helps couples avoid pitfalls as they might prepare for marriage. Entire seasons are released on Patreon weeks before anywhere else at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Link in description. Now for today's episode. September 1st, Divorce Diaries. I'm on a walk. Um, didn't really have to get out, but one of the kids had visitor so um they were just outside the office so i didn't want to engage in what could be problematic discussion that i'm trying to protect the innocent and you know now that the kids here so today um today was an okay day um because i'm on that slippery slope of possibly working through problems um this morning, I kind of got up and um, I'm stretching. I do, I, do, I do a morning stretching routine and I'm on the ground and I'm, I'm stretching on the first floor. And um, I think she might have been down at first or maybe she was down at second. And um, she early in the morning before I hit the gym. And she's um, watching some sitcom, something like that. Um, and it's kind of the story of our marriage. Um, I don't know how many guys or girls are like this. Like, are you the... Are you the ambitious doer in the relationship and the other person is is, is more of a slug or a hindrance, so to speak? Like, I'm, I'm not speaking about their personality or anything like that, but if you are a, I'm up in the morning at five and I'm at the gym at 5.30 and I'm planning my meals and I'm regimented and I'm ambitious and I'm trying to start this business and I'm over here and I'm, I don't know, you're just doing a bunch of crap. It's just your life is one where you find fulfillment through completion, doing things, pursuing new goals and objectives and things like that. And the person you're with is, they're a binge watcher of TV and it's it's not um, the Fox Business Channel or MSNBC Financial, but whatever the hell you know, um, or maybe even documentaries or something like that. Uh, they just kind of watch, I don't know, Golden Girls, uh, Big Bang Theory, just or, or or Real Housewives of a city or something like that, and it's just they don't seem to do anything with their life on a day-to-day basis. Every now and then there might be spurts where they're like, oh, yeah, I'll clean out the garage. But, <laughs> but I, but you know, pursuing that professional certification, no, that's not something I'm going to do. Um, saving that money for that thing to buy in a year, yeah, that I'm not going to do. It's It's really instant sort of gratification type things and constant wasting of time 
So that's sort of where we are a bit. Um, it's just, we ju- we're just two totally different people. We just live two totally different lives. Time is a precious commodity to me. I try not to waste it as much as possible, as often as possible. I'm not the super, like, Gary Vaynerchuk productive person. That's not me. But I am more productive than most, and I can do a little bit more with less. Um, hopefully I can scale that up, become a much better version and much richer version of me. But, um, you know, that's TBD. Um, so anyway, I'm stretching in the other room. And... Um, like I uh, said, she um, she gave me a hard time because she's like, I know there's someone else, and it, it th- right now there there, oh my gosh, there is nowhere near anyone else. I'm so like I said in yesterday's entry, I am so out of this world annoyed with her, women, people in general. I mean, keep in mind, we're, right now, as I'm recording this, we're in the middle of the COVID pandemic bullshit, but we're in the middle of a COVID pandemic. Everyone's super tense and yelling at each other. We're also in this weird political place where, ugh, I'm, I don't want to get into politics here because ugh, we can go on with that forever, but we're in a really bad time on September 1st, 2020. And we're like two months away from the election. We are in a really horrible place. Like people are burning down cities. And some people are acting like, oh, yeah, they should be able to do Like we are in the most crazy place. And (sighs) I digress. I'm sorry. So back to Divorce Diaries. Being accused of cheating yesterday and saying what the hell I don't even want to be around you let alone managing the emotions of another woman I I have no time no room no desire in my life to manage the emotions of a woman any woman one woman I don't I'm beyond that I'm past that now it's the craziest thing Because that is how I understand the male and female relationship to be now. At least most male to female relationships. Granted, I'm pretty sure there are are a lot of rock star women that are just slaying it. And it's like, you know, legit, like they don't need a man. Like they don't. But what what I've come to understand is in order to make a woman do things you need to make her feel a particular way in order to make a man feel certain things you need to do certain things for him so it's the feel and do dynamic that I believe exists in all men and women but men need to make a woman feel a way and she'll do things, make her feel good. She'll, I don't know, fuck you. Make a, fuck a man, he'll feel really good about you. It's, it's a little bit backwards in how we process and articulate, I won't say love, but let's just say feelings because I'm not saying either is wrong. I'm just saying the wiring in men is one way and the wiring in women is another way neither are bad it's just the wiring now with that said 
being accused yesterday of cheating and like, oh, I know there's something going on. And by the way, I'm not going to tell you what it is so you can change up what you're doing and blah, blah, blah. I am so over it and so exhausted and being a much, much, much older version of myself, like I told you guys before, being a much, much older version of myself, like that affair brought nothing but crap to my life. I couldn't keep her happy. I couldn't keep my wife happy. I couldn't keep Grant. I felt okay. I mean, it was a little bit of the, ooh, like uh, mystery. Oh, we're doing things we shouldn't be. Oh, the taboo part was... I won't even say that was exhausting. Maybe that was exhausting at the outset, but as time went on, there wasn't anything fucking exciting about being really tired and like going to go spend time with someone and then always trying to, oh, let's just hurry up and cut to this chase so we can get this over with so I could, like, what the hell? It just became like, oh, it's another clock you got to punch, another aggravation, another annoyance, and you're doing something so fucking wrong the whole time yourself. It's like you just don't feel good about yourself. There, That was as far... That was as far away from living a righteous life that I've been. And it's like, it, it didn't feel good at all. So it's just funny to me. I mean, and granted, you know, I don't expect my wife to understand that, but there's no friggin' way that I even want to have another affair. Too exhausting, too stupid. I'm too smart for that now. And I, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with her. It has nothing to do with my wife. Why I don't want to have an affair. I don't want to have an affair because I view it as wrong, bad, stupid, and a waste of time. All of those things. Uh, I don't know if I want to get into, well, it's a social sin. And I'm not going that deep with it. I'm just saying it's wrong, stupid, bad, and it's a waste of time. It's a waste of my time. Now, if I want to be a single man and just... Yeah, it's Wednesday. I want to go out to a good happy hour. And then I'll meet someone. And then we'll see what happens. And then I want to go out on Friday to another happy hour. Maybe. And then see what happens. Okay, that's fine. I'm not attached to anyone. I'm just doing whatever the fuck I want to do with whoever I want to do it with. That's not cheating. When someone's, hey, are you seeing other people? Yes, I am. Or right now, no, but... Tomorrow I plan on going out and I may meet someone. Well, can I come? Uh, didn't plan on you coming. I was just going to go by myself. It's, it's a very honest life, which is why I say to all men, not really going to speak to women on this because I believe that we're wired differently. Say to all men, don't fucking cheat. What's the fucking point of that? It's a waste of your time. It's nice, maybe, because you get the variety it's nice because you get different perspectives. It's nice because maybe you don't have the pressure, but that sword cuts both ways and you don't necessarily have the companionship that you might have with having one woman that is in your home every single day when you get there or in your home every single day when you leave. The comfort of expectation is great. The comfort of knowing she's there is great which i believe that's why people probably cry their freaking eyes out when their spouse dies because it's like oh shit like that security and regularity of your presence is now gone
it's not even the fact that you like clip your toenails over the sink and it's like I'm fucking pissed off about it. The fact that I cooked all your meals for you and you didn't ever say thank you. The fact that you spent more money than you made or saved and that made our lives harder. It's like the the pro side to you being dead and not in my life anymore is so much higher tangibly tangibly yeah and statistically it's so much better to not have you in my life i'm just it's a net positive but you can't measure emotion you can't measure companionship you can't measure that bond you can't measure it so when that bond is broken when the regularity is broken when the expectation is broken because it's just a dance it's all it is it's just ah i come home you're a little pissed off from your day i am too okay oh the kids went out oh i'll decide to hey would you like a glass of wine oh sure oh then we have a glass of wine we're both a little calm more calm more relaxed hey you look nice today you smell good no she doesn't no he doesn't you both had a hard day of stagnation at work like you've done nothing you haven't moved there's no man smelling pheromones coming off of him because he was out chopping wood and you're not a woman that's just a little disheveled because you've been toiling away with the laundry all day and by god you just want to be taken you've had to do so many things and you just want to be ravaged there's none of that shit you guys are just fucking trying to put a nice punctuation mark on the end of the day She's doing what she finds is an obligation to fuck you and you are making an advancement because you really would like the release. It is total fucking biology, not really marriage per se, what we're told it is or ought to be. So that is the funny part. That's the crazy part that has me wanting divorce just because I look at it all in totally a different way. I just do, I look at it differently. You can tell me you hate me. What the fuck, don't say that to me, I'm your husband. Like, I mean, unless you really do. Oh no, I don't. Well then don't fucking say that to me, that fucking hurts my feelings. Well, you're a man with feelings? I don't know. Have I just rambled? Good grief. I've rambled for a while. I hope some of it was funny. I hope you found that part of the diary entry funny, but I'll try my best to get back on track for today's events so yeah um while i was stretching she jumps out of jumps uh i hear her wrapping up eating and watching something on her ipad and she runs and she kind of dives over the couch in a a funny kind of goofy way and um and runs in front of me as i'm stretching and she's pulling a uh she had a little bit of a wedgie and she's pulling her wedgie out of her, you know, and she's only wearing panties and she's running around he, 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 laughing, laughing. And I'm like, you know, I hadn't seen her all weekend and whatever. And I'm thinking, you know, m- this is her making um, somewhat of a crude advance to me sexually, just a t-shirt, panties um, and running around early in the morning. Kids are totally asleep. And I'm stretching and I'm like, 
you distracted me. I'm like, hey, I like that you. And I said I something like, hey, I like that you just pulled that out, that, that wedgie out or something. Or do you want me to get the wedgie out for you or something? No, I don't. And she kind of giggled like that and ran back and said, I was actually trying to do this on the couch. And she showed some other thing. And she's like laying and flailing around on the couch in just her T-shirt and panties. And um, it's definitely had a sexual vibe and feeling like, okay. So I come up and I give her a hug and a kiss and I hit pause and I, with my stretching and because well, I usually watch it on the television and I kind of stretch there. So we're doing that. And I'm like, okay. And then she's like, you didn't even call me at all while you were away. You didn't call at all. And now it's like, you just want to like try to fuck me. And I just feel like I'm being used. I'm like, I understand because I've learned, you know, don't right now is not the time to have a discussion or justify why you didn't call. Um, I will say it in my diary, though. Um, and I said part of it to her because I couldn't because it's just the mischaracterizations. I think they're still sticking with me. So I just think I'm having a tough time with them. But basically, the. Um, um, when I'm on the way, because well, I, I drove out of state. And while I'm taking a drive, um, she FaceTime, FaceTimes me while I'm in the car. But, I mean, the car's in this little holster thing about, a, you know, the vents and everything like that. It's secured and everything. And I'm like, what the hell? So I, I answer the FaceTime, and I'm like, well, I can't see you because uh, I'm driving right now. And as you know, because like I said, the drive was like 10 hours that I'm on. So it's not like, oh, maybe I'm done driving. No, it's not 45 minutes away. No, it's not two hours away. It is a 10-hour drive. So I'm driving like the entire friggin' day. And she FaceTimes me with the kids. That's the one call the first day that I left. I'm like, okay. Um, and she's clearly like letting them talk and they're just, hey, dad, this, that. And I'm like, and with the FaceTime, I'm never FaceTimed. I'm a guy I don't like to FaceTime. I don't want, well, fuck if I'm a guy or not. I don't fucking like to FaceTime. I don't want to FaceTime. I don't look to FaceTime. Um, so she's FaceTiming with the kids, not saying much. The kids are saying everything. And then um, I think we talked a little bit later, maybe. Um, but I'm like, okay, clearly we had a bad week. You guys know from the last week's diary entries had a bad week so there's nothing to talk about and i'm going away to do this thing that i want to do away from you and we're not vibing at all so i'm out in another state and then saturday rolls around and i remember oh the facetime from friday you're not talking and i don't really want to talk to you so i said that today i'm like well that's what happened. I'm like, you FaceTime me with the kids. It obviously didn't seem like you wanted to talk to me. You know that we're not doing well. I don't want to talk to you. I mean, I want to talk to you if it's going to be good, but I'm not looking to talk to you because our conversations aren't good. So it's not like I don't want to talk to you, but at the same time, I don't want to talk to you because it's not good. And she's like, well, then don't try to fuck me then. And I'm like, you dove over. Oh, okay. I, I get what you're saying. I just try to go back and reset, hit the reset button. Like, I get what you're saying. All I'm saying is you're you're on the fact that I didn't call you 
this weekend. See, foot in my mouth. I don't know if I should have been able to talk. I don't know if I should have been able to say anything with my fucking foot so down, so far down my fucking throat. <coughs> so, we're having this fucking conversation about why I didn't call. And she, the lack of accountability got to me a little bit because I was saying, we are not good. You FaceTimed me. You clearly don't want to talk to me and I don't want to talk to you. So I'd rather you say something like that, that shows we both weren't really trying to talk to each other. But right now you're saying you didn't call me. And just that strategic shit that my wife can do from time to time, all the time it seems, to somehow take a thing and totally flip it around and it's totally my fault. I'll even submit to if some of the situations are 80% my fault, 90% my fault, 100%, well, nothing's ever gonna be 100% a person's fault. At least that's, at least that's my opinion, even in, even with something so egregious like cheating. Cheating, it still isn't 100% one person's fault. And I'm saying that, and, and my wife cheated on me. It's still not 100% her fault. It is, I, maybe uh, if I were to say it in a cleaner way, maybe she's 100% to, bl- to blame but it's not 100% her fault, or maybe we switch that. It's it's 100% her fault because she made the choice and did it, but she's not 100% to blame. And that that's probably the better way to say it. Um, because the thing is, why did you cheat? And it and that, that blame doesn't necessarily even have to be between the husband and the wife. Like the blame could be in like, a bunch of different places like I don't know I'm, I'm not trying to take accountability and like push it off onto others but what I'm saying is if there's um let's say there's a uh, there's a young lady that grew up and her father ditched her and she had a longing to be with her dad and her dad was spending time one not with her but two when she was spending time with her dad, her dad had, let's say, a bunch of girlfriends and a bunch of kids and a bunch of places. So she didn't get any love from her dad. So she sought it out in other men uh, in the form of, you know, sexual stuff. Typical girl story, right? Then when she does see her dad, and like I said, he's got a bunch of kids, a few women, whatever, and she notices dad is giving his attention and affection to whorish women. Loose women, whorish women, women with no self-respect, but dad is chasing these women down. He just wants to be with these women. So she's had no example of what good love and tenderness and compassion and respect is from a man. And then when she did see it from someone that she longed for it the most, he is trying to get it from these women that appear this way or that way. So she's now going to try to act that out because she's just trying to get the love from her father in whatever way she fucking can. So because she's had sexual, so many sexual partners before she was fucking 18 years old. Now 
she's found a man that is just so smitten and taken by her. Oh, I want to give you the world. Oh, I love you so. Oh, my dear. Oh, how about we get married now? Oh, I just, oh, I love you. And just to have a woman of your stature be with me is just something that I... Here comes the bride. Here comes the bride. So he's fucking married to her now. Great. She is still that same bag of damaged that she was when you fucking met her. That's what she is. Same bag of damaged. So, what's going to come on? Let's reach in. Just like we're playing the fucking prices right. Let's dig our hand in the bag. Oh, what are we going to come out with? Oh, damaged coin number one. And she cheats. Okay. She cheats because there was, there was something that happened that didn't go a way that she expected or planned or wanted. And... She got frustrated, she got sad, she confided in something in someone, I don't really know, but she ends up fucking someone because like I said, you make a woman feel a certain way, she'll do certain things. And that's how a lot of guys are able to fuck married women often because the married woman feels that she is battered. She feels that she is disrespected. She feels that she is at the end of her rope. She feels that no one understands her. And then when this guy down at the copy machine fucking says, hey, you look really nice today. I haven't heard that all week. I think you just made my fucking year. And she's like, what? She goes back to her desk. Tammy, Hank said that I look great in this cardigan. Oh, I've noticed he was admiring you the other day in the meeting. I think he likes you. Bitch, she's got a husband. Okay, let's get off of that. Really? You think? Ned hasn't told me that I looked good. It's got to be two years since he said anything like that. Yep, Ned's a bag of shit. Fuck Ned. Yeah, you're right. Fuck Ned. I don't even know why I gave him the chance. You know, as a matter of fact, I liked his best friend Hank more. Fuck Ned. Ugh. All this shit. So now, got yourself all riled up. You know what? I guess when you put on your next outfit, you know, I had on that dusty pink dress yesterday. That wasn't even anything I like to wear. But now I fucking wear the blue one that I know looks good. And I mean, I know these heels are typically for special occasions, but after all, Hank or whatever the fuck I just made his name in this fucking skit at the copier, maybe he'll be there and he'll... <laughs> so now she's fucking dressing up for some guy at work. Husband doesn't know a fucking thing. Sure, she'll go out to that next happy hour. Only if Pank or whatever the fuck I said his name is, he'll, he'll be there. Great. Now, all of a sudden, bada-bing, bada-boom. She's fucking this guy because he made her feel away. And she was looking for it. So, now, now whose fault is this affair? Where, where does all the blame lie? Does it all lie with her? Maybe... I mean, a good portion, yeah, like, but at the same time, she's like a robot. She's programmed away. We, all of us humans, are somewhat robotic and we're programmed in a particular way. And she has, like, her programming for how to recognize a good man or recognize a good thing that she has or recognize who the fuck she is to begin with is not 
those are not complete lines of code that are error free. So there are a lot, there's lots of debugging that needs to happen in this code. But she doesn't know it. She's out in the wild. There are back doors in this code. Shit's going sideways. Um, passwords are compromised. All this shit. This shit's fucked up in the fucking code. It's fucked up. So what does she do? She's just bad code. She's fucking vulnerable. There's, there's, a, there's a term, I guess, in programming. You want to harden things with security. You want to harden it versus having it not as hardened and not patched. You want security patches to mitigate or stop your fucking vulnerabilities on your piece of hardware or software. And she's got lots of vulnerabilities. It's a great word to use. She is just vulnerable. There's so many ways you can take advantage of her. And she doesn't know it. She does not know just how vulnerable she is. She only knows what she knows. She knows she's had to protect herself, but she only protects herself in one way, but not always. And now she's finding herself fucking cheating. This is her life. This is what's happening. And yes, the husband is somewhat to blame because he did not understand that he he was so taken by her beautiful eyes or hips or lips or tits, whatever the fuck had him all gone with this girl he had that going and then this motherfucker marries her she is a sack of damage but he may have come from something too where he wasn't the greatest his mother was a bit uh let's say needy his mother was very um she was a single mom and he watched his mother struggle and trust me having a single mom for part of my life myself and watching her struggle, you don't want to see that. And you know, in your heart or, you know, subconsciously, subconsciously on a level that your mom would be better with a guy. You've even seen her date and one guy was okay. And you saw how your mother responded when she was with that guy. And then you've seen how your mother responded when she hasn't been with a guy. It's just like, she's just trying to figure shit out. And really because of the, my personal opinion on the purposes of men and women, a man is supposed to provide several things, protection, money, safety. A woman is supposed to when protected probably be her most comfortable and be in the most comfortable environment to raise children and further the race that's just what it's supposed to be granted there's other things yes job blah 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 all that other stuff the father also nurtures the kids too blah blah blah, all that bullshit yes but i'm saying on the biological level if we had all of our modern conveniences stripped away what a guy is supposed to do is provide that protection uh money uh safety that's what he's supposed to do and it doesn't have to be money whatever the currency is if the currency is a cave he's supposed to provide that um if the currency is money he's supposed to provide that if the currency is i don't know higher ground to get away from the flood he's supposed to provide that so there can be safety and peace for his family to be raised in by the woman while he leaves the vulnerable family to go out and hunt whether it's the hunt is a job the hunt is a business the hunt is actual wildebeest so that's what that is now this guy that's married to her he now knows how to because he's conditioned to know how to recognize and potentially help the vulnerable woman a lot like his mom was and when he sees her and he sees her maybe falling short struggling whatever 
or super strong because his mom he felt it was super strong even though his mom was a total fucking wreck she was living in the projects or some shit or she's living off of the alimony from dad or some bullshit like like mom is not self-sufficient like don't get it fucking twisted your mother was not fucking self-sufficient she was like a fucking catastrophe she didn't really know what to do and she just kind of muddled through life so okay if that's your story now you're taking you're trying your best to take care of this woman that you're now married to but now she cheated on you because she's doing the things that she does and you guys have found yourself in this really ugly place so you husband you do have some blame because this woman was this woman when you met her you just didn't want to see it the woman obviously has blame because she did the act she hadn't done the right amount of work on herself before she entered a marriage with someone else because you know we all are like this we're all narcissists and we all think we've got it we've got it together it's good i have this under fucking control so she cheats didn't do the work on herself thought she was not a work she was she thought she was a work in done not a work in progress okay that's that well then you've got the other guy that's preying on her and that knows she's a little bit vulnerable. There's some blame there. And he's like, wow, she's literally throwing it at me. I'd be a fool not to pick it up. Jeez, she's just going to fuck someone else if I don't fuck her. <laughs> I may as well. And hell, we're at work. No one's got to know. So he fucks her. The friend just wants her to feel better. So she's going to she's going to stroke her female ego. Oh, yeah, you don't need him. Your husband, he hasn't complimented you in two years. Bastard. Okay. There we go. There's a little bit of blame there. Yes, does a lion's share of the blame go to her? Yes. If the husband has created an environment where she did feel controlled or whatever, does he have some blame? Yes. I. It's not the most popular opinion that I have about cheating, but I know because of, because of the time I cheated, and I'm not trying to use this as a scapegoat for my personal infidelities and transgressions and say, well, I know I didn't just, I didn't just wake up and want to cheat. Like, like, especially those, those people that are quote unquote in their minds, or they, they wanted very much to be happily married. Not like, I mean, there's been some real shitbag people that I've seen. I'm just like, whoa, you are the most selfish fucking person in the world. Like you getting married. This is just like a selfish move on your part to like get things like you're just trying to get things. And I don't know what you're trying to get out of this, but you're just like trying to capitalize on something like you're not a good person. But there are other people that's just like, oh, my gosh, I just I want to be married and I want to have a partner and I want to try to live a life with them and raise kids and like, grow together and die. And it's like this is the best thing. Like this is all I want. I, I love it. So, yeah, that those people, I definitely think they should um, be getting married. But there's a lot of us that like ugh, they don't. And in and, and my personal experience, my affair, it was just it was that it was. I understood fully. I'm like, I didn't want to go and fuck somebody else. Like, I mean, I told you that, hey, like, I really do want to have sex with you. I'm like, I'm like, hey, I bought you these flowers. Hey, I've been cooking this dinner. Hey, I like and I'm not 
And I didn't do any of it so that I could fuck you. It's just like, I did all of it because I loved you and I wanted your life easier. And I'm like, oh, and I'm attracted to you. So I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like we should be able to do this now or we should do this now because I'm feeling this way and I feel good about you, but somehow you don't feel good about me. And then I will say for me personally, after, and it wasn't consistent rejection. So when I say like after months and months and months of rejection, like when you're talking like, you know, nine months to 18 months of, of consistent rejection, not the whole time, but in the nine months, if you're talking, you know, there's like, four to like a dozen times of like obligation sex or something. And it's like, but, but out of the successful times for penetration, there's just all of these other times of just like, no, I don't want to, I got a headache. Oh, I don't, Oh, you were mean today. Oh, or something. I don't, I don't even know. Like, but it, there's just so many things. And it's just like mean today. Like I barely saw, I barely saw you today. Like I didn't say anything to you today. I don't, I don't know what you mean. It, uh, so after all of that um, rejection, it's just, um, it weighs on you. It really weighs on you and then it changes you and then you don't, then my pump was primed. So then going out and being around someone else and then the someone else is like giving me a little bit, that's all it takes, just a little bit of flirty banter. And it's like, oh, and then that part of you is awakened. I know that happens with men and women. It's just like, wow, that part of me has been asleep for a really long time. That part of me has, and even if you resist, which I did, I'm like, oh, no, like that was dumb. Like, well, well, I guess she is kind of pretty, and but you know, I'm not gonna like whatever. Like, uh, shrug, shrug, shrug it off, shrug it off, brush it off, shrug it off, brush it off, shrug it off can only do that for so long boom rejection again boom rejection again and it's like i seem to have a willing party that i'm doing absolutely nothing for nothing i haven't even given i haven't asserted myself or gone offensive to try to pursue this person not once and she's just and she doesn't even know about my situation she's just she just seems to be a very nice and warm person to me she seems like she likes me wait how do i feel when i go home i feel like you hate me this girl feels like she likes me i feel like you hate me she feels like she likes me <sighs> whoa whoa caught between a rock and a friggin' fine place so now you've got a decision to make which i did and I made a bad one. I'm like, man, you're really nice. Oh, you think I'm nice? Oh, fuck. She didn't just, like, scoff. She actually accepted the compliment. She actually responded warmly to me. Oh, fuck. Now I'm looking at her and I'm just like, this is standard fare. And I'm like, I don't even do anything for you. I don't do anything for you. And you're treating me this way. It's like you like me now i just want to i want to just be with you because you fucking like me and i need to be liked by somebody and then the person ends up being a somewhat of a good person and i'm like fuck. i mean aside from the fact that they're like you know cheating 
with you and there being the other person, you know, that part sucks. That doesn't make them so great a person. But at the same time, I understand how people can get caught up in situations. And I definitely was caught up in a situation, but I was caught up in a situation that felt good. It was there were no tricks about it. And that's why I said when I did have the affair after um, I was married, um, it was with that person because it's like you're the person that treats me well and you don't make me feel bad and i'm not saying that it's like a badge of honor or anything like that in fact i think it makes it worse because i wasn't able to one leave the situation i was in and go and be with that person or leave leave the situation i was in and say like get your shit together man and leave leave it all alone i wasn't able to do either of those mature things but is that blame all mine no is it mostly mine? Yeah, it definitely is mostly mine. And in fact, if I had to put it into words, would I say, oh, it's 100% my fault? Yes, because that's me. I'm 100% accountable. It is my fault. I should not have done that. It is not my wife's fault. It is no one else's fault. Now, I have extreme accountability for me. When, I, when I'm talking about other people, though, and yes, obviously you can put my situation in there as well, but when I'm talking about other people, it's hard to put 100% of the blame on a person because there are lots of factors, how they grew up, their past relationships, whatever, how you treated them that might've pushed them to cheat on you. It just is what it is. I don't make the rules. I'm just observing and saying what I think is happening from these rules that I see. So that's basically what I think when she, um, when she was talking this morning just about everything i know i'm i've taken you guys around a mulberry bush mulberry bush a while but um yeah, it's it's really hard you didn't call me so now don't try to fuck me it's like it just threw everything back into focus for me about like while I'm, I'm trying to like you know be intimate with her and like i already told you guys like i sent flowers when i knew i would be on the road like eight hours down the road that she, that she would receive flowers saying, you know, thanks very much for taking care of the kids while I'm away. You know, even though I'm not there, I'm still thinking of you. And I, all I can tell you is I appreciate it. Just little shit like that, just to make sure she knows. And I brought that up and she said, uh, well, those just feel like empty gestures. And I, I couldn't keep it in. I didn't yell or anything like that, but I couldn't keep it in. I just immediately said, that's why I didn't call you. And that's why I've told you, and I have, I've told her for weeks now, I'm like, it just seems like no matter what I do, it just won't register for you as positive. It won't register to you as positive equity, good credit, something that I can build in that's going to garner favor. No matter what I do, you will always look at it as it's not enough. It's less, it's, it's bad. It's whatever, because you just can't look past other things or you're only choosing to look at. And I'm just like, you know, so that's what I'm saying for you to say that I didn't call you. I'm like, that's not fully accurate. That's like in my affair thing. It's not all my fault. I didn't call you because of the energy and atmosphere and communication between the two of us. That's why I didn't call you. You also didn't call me. Well, I had things going on or whatever. It's like, well, there's an excuse. 
I have acknowledged, yeah, I didn't call you. And I'm telling you straight up, I didn't call you because I didn't really want to talk to you. I want to talk to you, but how we are right now, it's hard for me to talk to you. It just is. So no, I wasn't looking to call you. I wasn't longing to do that. Um, I'm longing to get back. Maybe we could get back to a place where I do want to call you. I'm excited to call you, but right now I'm not. And you didn't call me either. Well, that doesn't matter. Well, then just don't. Well, it's fine. You don't have to call me. Just don't try to fuck me. I'm like, well, then like fucking move out. But don't. And and I'm going to be honest, like this might sound chauvinistic, but like, don't just fucking live here and let me pay for everything in your fucking life and not fuck me. Like, don't do that. That's fucking disrespectful. That just makes you seem like you're a taker. Am I saying like, oh, well, are you saying you you, just because you pay for the mortgage, your wife's got to fuck you? Yes, bitch. That's what the fuck I'm saying. That's exactly what the fuck I'm saying. Why else would any other man continue to pay for someone's life and they don't get anything that they want from that person? Like, why? A woman, why would you date a man with no job unless he's providing something else that you want? Or unless you are able to provide for yourself, why are you with a man that doesn't provide anything? Okay, do you just, do you like the bad boy? Do you like a project man that you can build up and fix and change? What is it that you are getting or want to continue getting from him? A person to enable, then that's fine. As long as he's living up to his end of the bargain, being a shit bag that lets you help him out and drive him around or whatever and pay for his shit, and you feel like you really want to be needed and that's how you want to do it, then fine. You are more than welcome to do that. But don't vilify me because I'm like, hey, we're having a good time. I made this advance after you dove over the couch in your panties and then like sauntered in front of me. And I'm like, hey, honey. And I came over and I kissed and I'm like, hey, I really want mm, you look good and whatever. And she's just like, oh, I see what this is. That's what she said before she went on her little tirade. Um, and I'm like, OK, like this is what makes a husband's and wife's relationship unique from any other because we fuck each other and people don't pay for other people and people don't wash other people's underwear or whatever the hell each person's doing like there's things that we do with each other that we don't do for anyone else and that is why cheating is such a bad thing because you you start doing those things you do with your spouse with someone else even if it's washing their clothes talking to that person late at night even if it doesn't involve fucking of any kind at any point when you do the things that you're only supposed to do with your spouse with other people that's when it's a problem so yes it's like you just want to fuck me no i don't just want to fuck you i don't make breakfast or dinner for anybody else i don't pick up the tab really for anyone else not regularly i mean i might pick it up for a friend here or there but not regularly every fucking time we go to applebee's i'm fucking paying every fucking time so no i don't do that for everyone i don't do that for anyone but you so It's not like, oh, it's a contract. I pay for this, so we have to fuck. It's like, no, I pay for this. We're married and we have sex and we talk about the most intimate details in both of our lives. That's what we do. So without the extreme accountability that I will say that it's probably gonna be hard to find in any human, let alone the wife you may have taken, 
that makes marriage really, really hard because that means the shit that's her fault, when it's her fault, she just won't fucking own it. And that's the exact position that I'm in now. I didn't call her. You didn't call me either. Just have some accountability. I want to get a fucking divorce. Wow. That was the Divorce Diaries podcast. The Daily Saga will continue tomorrow. The full season's episodes are on Patreon now. Subscribe for early access. Click the Patreon link in the description. Hopefully, these entries help our anonymous recorder as a form of his own personal therapy. That's his hope and his intention. Will these recordings of life's curveballs lead this family to the best resolution in the end? We'll keep listening. New episodes are released daily on all podcast players, but all episodes are available on Patreon at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Until next time.